Hi everyone and welcome to the Science Ready Podcast where I talk to amazing women working in science, music and the arts. Today I have the pleasure to talk to Jessie Marion Davis. Uh, I've known Jessie for four years now and she's an absolute amazing musician um, who works for leading arts organizations. She's a musical director, pianist, She presents concerts, leads concerts and, and workshops as well, um, and also just engaging people of all ages within music. Um, uh, Jessie is also the conductor, I guess um, we could call it, um, of a pop choir, all-female pop choir, um, named Lips. Um, they have performed in the Royal Albert Hall, for example, and with some other um, musical artists, um, and also performs regularly with Troupe, which is a storytelling ensemble. Um, who performs um, for kids, for example. Um, and then, uh, last but not least, uh, Jesse has also is one of the founders of a charity called Girls Rock, Rock London, uh, who, um, which organizes uh, basically um, music camps for women and girls, of which I've been part of myself four years ago, to boost essentially uh, self-esteem, confidence through music and songwriting. Uh, and Jesse was my former piano and band coach there as well. So welcome, Jesse. Uh, hey, thank <laughs> you so much, Isabel. That was really amazing to hear that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it is. Sound really good. It's, it's all true. <laughs> <laughs> so no, but thank you for for uh, coming on the show. And um, yeah, I mean, how, how have you been doing now these past few months? It's been very different than usual. It has. It's been very different. And I'm really missing uh, music, I think. I, mm. I, I've been I've been playing on my own and, and, and appreciating music in different ways now that we, we're sort of in a slightly more isolated way. But I am. Um, yeah, just hearing you say say all that stuff about what I normally do. Mm -hmm. uh, I realize how how far I am from so so, so much of that at the moment. Um, but yeah, so it's a different time. Yeah. But it's kind of it's. I think it's proving the power of of community and music sort of more than ever. It's in a way, I suppose, missing something. You realize how important it is mm -hmm. to you. Mm -hmm. So yeah. How have you? Because I know you've normally you run obviously the music work camp for girls or London in in the like in Maybank holiday weekends and then the summer camp for girls. Obviously, because of. Uh, The coronavirus, it was not possible to do it in person. So, how did you do, for example, the camp for girls going yeah. forward? Yeah, or like well, in the, the past month. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, I'm so glad you asked that because that has been a real positive of the last few months for me personally, and and also for us as an organization at Girls Rock London. Um, what what we've done is we basically we had an amazing response to a fundraising campaign that that we we put a lot of um work into and then and then all of our friends and lovely people get donated and we were able to get funding and we basically put together kind of a big bunch of resources and some of them were digital and some of them were paper so we had an amazing book designed called the GRL guide to well-being and creativity and then all of our amazing volunteers and um got together in 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 a socially distant way and packed all these envelopes for a hundred young people and we sent them out by post or by hand delivery to young people across um not just Hackney where we normally mm -hmm. work but mm -hmm. actually it meant we could go further afield to parts of the north of England and Essex and so we sent a, an envelope with some nice goodies in it to lots of young people and then 
what we did was across the summer holidays, um, instead of having our six day music camp where everyone rocks out and makes tunes and works together and thinks about self-expression and, and, and social justice and all sorts, we actually instead we sent out weekly emails with loads and loads of um yeah, like awesome sort of videos in it made by our community uh, to try and spread joy and to try and get young people to to have an outlet for creativity at this at this isolated time. So yeah, it's been amazing. We've we've reached new young people. We've learnt a lot. Um, it's been amazing to we had a little Zoom call last mm-hmm. week and we saw some of our young people and it was lovely. So although we can't be together, we still managed to connect and that feels that feels great. And that's amazing. That was actually, I was just going to ask as well whether you, aside from sending the letters, you were actually able to connect with the people over Zoom or like virtually. So that's really, really great to hear. And was it the same age group again, like 11 to 16 years old? Yeah, 11, 16 year olds, like girls and non-binary and mm-hmm. trans young people. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, yeah, so this, the same community we normally normally work with. And yeah, it was amazing to see some of their faces. And uh, we've had lots of email contact and, and, and texting parents and stuff that, you know, it's, it's the real work really in terms of how we connect with our community right now. It's, you know, having, having a chat on the, on the phone to, to a young person is, is a really big deal because we can't see them hmm. right now. So hmm. yeah, that was special. Yeah. Amazing. Um, and, and also, I mean, because when you were setting it up, the um, like how to change and raising the money you raised a lot more money than you were aiming to raise at first so can you tell us a bit more what it actually enabled you to raise all that money now going forward yeah big time um I would say that yeah champions for children is it was an it's a, a great organization that allowed us to have a match funding campaign where people's donations were doubled and and my colleague um Jez Smith, um, who's the CEO of GRL, and also Estella, who you spoke to, mm-hmm. um, I think, on your podcast, like, uh, and lots of other people put just so much work into it. It's, it was an incredible campaign that we ran at, at GRL, like, and we, yeah, people gave so much. We, we, I think we made our, we made like triple our target or something. It was incredible, um, and I think it's not just helped this project that we've just done, but it's, it's actually just, it means we can keep going. Yeah. I think. You know, we all probably aware, aren't we, that small charities like ours are in a in a in a tricky situation right now about how how to survive. So, so actually, that this money has allowed us to secure, um, you know, various like positions in the organisation. That means we can keep going and keep raising more money to to really be there for for our young people when they when they need us the most. I think it's a shame, isn't it? Like art. Mm-hmm. Art, art gets squeezed at difficult times, and actually, it's often the times that we need it need it the most. So. Um, yes, this will allow us to just to be here, hopefully, in a year or two's time and keep going. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it is absolutely true what you say. Obviously, it's it's during hard times that you even need more that link to creativity and community and music. And I mean, for me, music has always been a great uh, help uh, throughout. But even now, even more like being isolated and having been in lockdown and so on. It's it's such a powerful. Um, medium that but sadly they yeah artists are or have been suffering and are still suffering so much today obviously in, yeah um, totally work and so on um, yeah exactly work work and also just it's that thing of why we why we play or what, mm-hmm. what it's for and I think there's um such amazing value in playing for yourself in, in your own space amazing and I I'd be interested to hear how how you've been getting on with your 
your piano yeah, but yeah. I think also like when you don't have anyone to share it with or people to make music with or an audience or as musicians you start to think you start it it's difficult yeah you, doing it on your own completely is um is hard <laughs> yeah. yeah but have you Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. I, I have, yeah, yeah, I have played um, throughout, and I'm trying to learn a new song, um, which yeah is slowly <laughs> coming along, but still needs some practice. But but yeah, no, I still do it. Um, so so yeah, and and it's really nice. Once I get into it, then yeah, then I can be there for a couple of hours, which is mm-hmm. great um, to 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 get to that point as well, and and practice and. And and yeah, just you yeah. Also, it's so relaxing because once you're in it, obviously, then yeah, you can just try and play, and you just think of one thing, like making music and creating these sounds, and and just um, being fully in it, and and that is really relaxing as well. Obviously, yeah, I play for myself, and I've, I I'm not a professional musician, so obviously, it's it's very different in terms of um, sharing, but still. It is. It is great. I mean, and that that was what we had from Girls Like London as well. In, in it was actually taking a, that next step and actually performing live with a band that we had formed with with four. I had formed with with four other women, and then just yeah, uh, bringing what you've created to the stage was was incredibly fat, powerful. So so thank you for that <laughs> again. Oh, so, my pleasure. Yeah. I thought we. You were in the first year that we did it. Yes. No? Yeah. That? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That was special times. Yes. Mm. That was amazing. Time. Yeah, <laughs> a long time ago. Um, but I mean, coming back to what you said, obviously you've been a, a music teacher or you've organized workshops and then obviously you run um, also Lip Squire, who actually, well, you you come together always, right? You, you come together mm. every week and you have this amazing community of women or uh, non-binary that basically, uh, yeah, just, just create this amazing vibe of music. Mm. And, and and bring it to, to other people and I've been many many times to your concerts and it's always been very like amazing like have you been able to continue doing that or yes and thank you for saying that about the the energy that they have which I agree Lips is a is a really special group and mm. yeah well we've kept going every week uh Every week throughout the whole of lockdown we've kept going on Zoom mm. um, which has been interesting and challenging and um in some ways it's allowed people who have maybe moved away from London to actually come back to the community so we've had people joining us from Yorkshire and from further afield so Mm -hmm. that's good um and I think it's been a challenge you can't sing at the same time obviously so it's a lot more about me teaching the notes and and of course that's that's okay it goes to a certain extent it does the trick but really we want to hear each other we want to sing in harmony and mm-hmm. we want to be there in this in this in the room so yeah I think choirs everywhere are having having a tricky time um but I'd say two positive things one the way that the community has 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 rallied around um is amazing so the the, the, there's so much going on that isn't just about the music and the mm. choir it's about support for each other and all of these things are still very much alive so although we we really want to be back together soon I think it's been amazing to witness uh, the the Lips community support each other at this time and um, the other thing is good is that the law now allows us to to be back in the room together we just need mm. to uh, make sure we're putting plans in place to do that safely but 
fingers crossed that soon we will sing again it's going to be glorious yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it's going to be amazing yeah obviously for for a lot of people just when when things are going back to more normal uh yeah, yeah times i guess um to to totally. perform to perform life again and and bring the joy to music uh, from music yeah. to people so um, yeah and i think harmony like the concept mm -hmm. of harmony just to jump in on it is um even if i even if i just sang a chord that you know like for one one second i think i would just be so happy like i i i live on my own so i anything that like makes a noise in my house <laughs> i think this is possibly worrying but like my microwave like you know when you put something in the microwave and it makes a note like yeah, yeah, yeah. i have been like i've been like singing duets with my microwave because i miss because <laughs> i miss harmony so much like yeah. i miss making music with other people <laughs> um obviously don't now i will that. be doing that as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah you should you should do it i mean yeah. electric toothbrush as well that's a good one but yeah anyway um yeah i think harmony is yeah we need we need harmony in our lives yeah. in all ways <laughs> yeah yeah but it's true it's absolutely it's that connection again right to to yeah like sounds um but i mean obviously you you are a classically trained pianist i, I just wanted to come yeah. back to that as well and You, you've yeah. had music in your life, obviously your entire life, and and uh, and w was it always something that you wanted to do in terms of? Because now, I mean, you do so many different projects. It's amazing in community and music and theater, um, mm -hmm. and and you lead workshops as well for like engagement, training, and motivation, I guess. And um, and I was just wondering, like, how it all got started, and yeah, yeah, I. You know, from a very young, young age, I absolutely loved performing. So it started off with like, I don't know, making my parents' friends sit down while me and my sister did like ballet routines for them, which I would like to apologize to them for. <laughs> But um, and then and then the piano, I, I, I really loved at a young age and I I got into it and I yeah, I enjoyed that a lot. I think I was very lucky to have parents that was that were very supportive and they, they 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 paid for my musical education and 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 whenever I played a little concert they would be so supportive of me so I guess there was a kind of dynamic set up where I I felt I felt the love I guess for sharing my music and that that's a, that was a real gift and then I never thought I wasn't sure that I wanted to do it. I went to university and did history mm -hmm. and 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 music and and I sort of was still thinking about other things I don't know and then after that I went to I got into music college in London I didn't think I was going to get in uh because I wasn't ever very very disciplined really uh I used to get by by being like musical whatever that means uh but but often you also have to learn all the notes in classical music you can't really get away with too many mistakes but I sort of tried and then I got into music college and And it was so hard because there, mm -hmm. um, there was so many, there was, it was um, it was such a learning curve. It was amazing. I'm so grateful for it. But I was surrounded by just the most incredible musicians. Uh, I was a little bit out of my depth. There was so much music that I that I didn't know that I had to learn. And, and piano, obviously, is a lot of notes going on, mm. uh, both hands. And then, yeah, I, I, I loved it. But so for me, the thing that made sense for me in music, uh, just to bring it back to your question, um, was always the the social aspect of music or the community aspect because I did, I specialized in chamber music. Uh, it's such a weird term now I think about it, but I guess, yeah, playing, playing classical music with small groups of other people. So like um, I was doing a lot with singers and violinists and stuff. And I, 
and you have to develop an interesting set of skills to do that it's mm-hmm. often about um supporting that that person um but you have to be able to sight read you you have to be a kind of um you you, ha- you help to carry things but mm-hmm. also so much of that music is also can be really beautiful and expressive you're not just the accompanist but and also with singing with with classical song there's so much storytelling and um like drama to put into the music so often the piano will almost have its own character so I think there was a kind of set of stuff that I knew that I loved which was storytelling drama people and for me um I I I sort of found an energy in 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 not necessarily I wasn't very good at teaching one-to-one but I really liked I, I, I sort of got a gig accompanying a choir and I sort of just thought, hang on, I want to be conducting this. Mm-hmm. This looks great. And so I, it's, yeah, it just, I learned how to conduct and, and then it came from there really. So I, I didn't go down. I certainly was never going to be a concert pianist. I was, you know, not in that league, but I'm so, so grateful for my piano training because it's, I still play the keys now, but mm-hmm. I am. Um, yeah, I think my training sort of taught me a lot of wider stuff that I use in my work now that I just didn't yeah I wasn't expecting it but I do use it now yeah, yeah like um, the like the conducting obviously well, because when you play chamber music I guess you have to really listen to other art like other instruments constantly as well and know how they yeah. when they will come in and etc but when I see you conduct a choir I mean it's it's just incredible <laughs> I'm always <laughs> in you. awe by because it's so I mean yeah it's so hard as well to make sure that I mean obviously everybody comes in at the right time and and you can just have that that I guess joins um yeah the harmony together between the different groups and everything as well it's 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 really mm. yeah, it's quite incredible to see so yeah Thanks. Um, yeah and I guess I mean like what for you yourself obviously you said just you really like like conducting these separate big bigger groups or or groups yeah. of of people and yeah like what what because obviously you are mostly standing with your back to the audience when you conduct a choir yeah is that yeah, like that- I was just wondering what what for you yourself how you work out the dynamic of the people mm. behind you the the audience and then yeah. Is it like does it mainly work through the people that you're actually the qu- people that are in the choir or yeah I'm always kind of yeah I've never asked you that before so that's a I great this was a great time to ask yeah 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 I mean I yeah that's a good question it's like I think I love I love conducting so much I love conducting lips and so I get I get like a front row seat of of their of their voices but also what I love about lips is because it's not an auditioned choir and I think that's mm-hmm. really important and it's it's um anyone can join there's not no audition it's a when when lips like feel good they sound good so so when the vibe is right it's great like they if if they weren't feeling happy or whatever they wouldn't be able to fake it and just put it on like a sort of fake thing mm-hmm. uh I'm not I'm not saying that that's what professionals do but they can do that if they have to but with lips they there's nothing that beats their sound when they're feeling good so I guess I like it I love that feeling of being in between them and this audience because the audience is often made up of lots of their friends and family so there's a kind of lovely vibe where the audience are down there looking up at lips and lips are smiling out at at them or you I've seen you in the audience there as well (laughs) it's just a really nice yeah it's an amazing thing to be in the middle of and I think yeah I also I'm not I'm not shy. Like I do like, to, I like to talk to an audience. So it's quite fun to turn around and then see, see everybody mm-hmm. out there. 
Um, and I think I like it. I like making it feel like a place where everyone can sort of get involved. Like I want the audience to feel like they could almost just sort of come and stand on stage and just be a part of the choir at any moment. That's sort of what I want it to feel like, I think. I don't I know. Th- I think most people in the audience want that. <laughs> or they feel that. They feel it like, yeah, we can be on there. We can be there. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, no, but that, that's really great. Yeah, great to hear that. Um, and I mean, you also, obviously, aside from Leaf Squire, you do troop as well. The um, Can you tell us a bit more about that and how kind of it got started and, and yeah. kind of where you're going as well? Because you've been touring with that, with that ensemble as well in Latin America, no? Yes, we went to Brazil. We had the best time. We took a show that we'd made called The Bad Mood, which we, we performed in a few venues in England. And then we we were invited to go to Brazil on this tour and we went to Sao Paulo and we traveled around there. So the show Bad Mood was written for, uh, I guess family audiences is a term uh, now that often makes people think, Oh, it's just for kids and their parents. But we wanted to make shows that, um, that spoke to, to everyone. Like maybe my friends who wouldn't normally listen to classical music would come or like my friends who would already listen to classical music would come and children would come and anyone who wanted to would come. So we wanted to make shows kind of that were playful and good music and had stories in them. And so we made a show called the bad mood, um, obviously in English with, Mm -hmm. with a text, a script written by Kate Wakeling, who's in our group and, and then cello voice and piano. And then we sort of also, bring like physical theater to it and we tell a story with it mm. and we had to we got this invitation to go to brazil um really like a really amazing gig really well paid like flights accommodation everything we couldn't believe our luck because we had dreamt this show up entirely ourselves and suddenly mm. we were translating it we, ha- we had to learn it in portuguese uh we didn't know what we were saying which added a sort of element of like clowning to the show oh, yeah. which was really interesting <laughs> these audiences in Brazil were just amazing. They were like joining in and um, yeah, it was incredible. You know, in Brazil, you know, the sort of, I mean, hope this doesn't sound like uh, stereotyping, but I feel like if in Brazil, the music is incredible, right? Yeah. And the mm. rhythms of everything, uh, like the, the, the amazing percussion music that kind of is there, or you hear it all around you, this really amazing layered rhythms that, so when we got the audience, like I think, <laughs> In England, you probably could just about get an audience clapping on the two and the four, like offbeat, mm-hmm. you know, like just, you know, roughly. But over there, we'd get people to try and join in just like a simple clap. And it, they they were amazing. It was just <laughs> everyone was so good. At, yeah, it felt like I learned so much about rhythm when I was over there, basically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, Troop, yeah, we, we're still going. Um, we are working on a new show um, actually for for adults. We, go, we We started off making shows for adults and then we we made shows for these this different like younger ears too and that taught us a lot about um about opening things up and making places feel accessible and we want to apply that to a concert for adults now um and i think we went on a retreat actually a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago um and it was the first time that we'd made music together and one of troop um her wonderful little baby was with us we ended up doing this improvisation together and the baby sort of got involved and we started sort of playing the baby like we would respond musically to to how he moved and what he did and and he then got really into it because he realized that all these eyes were watching him and there was musical (laughs) soundtrack to his moves and um 
it was amazing. We had this kind of 45 minute um, voyage and we just remembered what it was to be musicians. And Mm -hmm. we haven't finished the show by any stretch, but it just kind of gave us maybe this, this spark of, of what it means to be connected by music. And I think that's going to be the basis of our next show. Wow. Okay. And when when are you planning to, when would you plan to like release it or it would be like summer of next year, hopefully, or something like that? Well, we've got a gig at the Wigmore Hall, which is uh, in central London. It's an amazing chamber Mm -hmm. venue. And we've got a gig there in in February, hopefully, if things go according to plan. And then see. Yeah. Well, and I mean, just because you already kind of told us about obviously how you create music and how you, or, or um, even the, the the story behind behind uh, what you do with Troop as well. But I, I was wondering, can you tell us a bit more about like how, what what sparks your creativity in terms of how you come up with these, for example, musical um, storylines that that are intertwined within within the. Uh, or even the music for Lip Squire, for example, etc. Like the the mashups that you would do, or the medleys and so on. But they always have this special edge to it. So I was, yeah, just mm. wondering how um, what it would write. Or like the song. I mean, I'm just now thinking about a song that you sang. I mean, I'm a swimmer. Mm. I remember that you became a swimmer and you wrote a song <laughs> about swimming at the DIY. I think it was last yeah. year or two years ago. And it was so, yeah, so, totally. It was so familiar to me swimming at <laughs> least. <laughs> That was called, yeah, like splashing the patriarchy. I yeah. think that it was about <laughs> like being really competitive with men in the fast lane. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you for bringing that up. I've forgotten about that song. Yeah. I don't know. I think, oh, that's a really good question. I I feel like I, well, I love working with other people to make stuff because it's almost like you, you get, you get to see yeah, you get to see when things feel right and, and sound good and you, you get someone to bounce things off. Uh, so you kind of, or, or a group to bounce ideas off and you and you sort of get a sense of what just fits and what feels good. So I quite like, um, I like write a lot of music with groups of people, whether that's young people or community groups or whatever. And I, I really like that that process. So for me, sometimes if I'm writing on my own, I actually find it quite difficult because my inner critic starts to rage and become really big, you know, in my head. So, um, so this is a good question. I think, I don't know. I'm going to go back to that, you know, the thing of, well, I think a lot of what I do, it has to come from the music. So Mm. if I'm, if I'm telling a theatrical story with music in it, uh, I wouldn't want to just chuck the music in at, later with troop for example we we tell stories but we start with the repertoire and we think about what that makes us feel and how it could really fit in with a story um and and i think with with the lips arrangements yeah i get i've got really into mashups we're making i think they they hate me now because sometimes we do like 12 minute long mashups with like (laughs) 20 different pop songs and it's just a bit much but i think i think i might have exhausted that genre now but just i like the idea of yeah, sort of telling a story mm-hmm. using using the different words of the pop song. I guess it comes back to that, yeah, storytelling. Yeah, storytelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but when you, so you give workshops as well, so can you tell us a bit yeah. more, like, do, do, I guess you approach it in a similar way. Do you approach it like in a storytelling way that you then engage people within your workshops to then help yeah. them kind of reach a, or, yeah, help them engage or be motivated in yeah. some ways? Yeah. I think so. I mean, I think I'm really lucky that I get to, well usually not right now but um 
travel around and, and make workshops using music. Um, and that's a gift because music is such a, what's the word, like a unifier. It brings people together very easily. And I think um, stories in music is huge. And I think being able to sort of um, paint pictures or um, give people clues like in a film score or an opera score you know we take our cues entirely from the from the music of how we should be feeling about something or a character like whether we trust them or not you know that can often come from the score so like I really I really enjoy that um I think with groups I mean my main thing and this I guess comes back to Girls Rock London and and Lips and everything is is um is that everybody gets to be creative and create which I mean that's one of our principles at GRL but I'm all of my work is kind of grounded in the fact that everybody gets to be a musician if they want to be it's about self-expression and it's about um creating together and 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 it's not about me standing on a mountaintop and saying I know how it goes let me show you so it's about doing things together and learning from each other and I think I'm so grateful for my um my classical education because it taught me a lot I think sometimes it can feel really like you know you, you, you're going to make a mistake or you're not going to be good enough and, and it can feel quite as I say that to you now my shoulders are kind of tensing you know but <laughs> so I guess I'm saying I kind of like to play with the positive uh, mm. sides of it and so I think yeah togetherness and, and storytelling and permission and um, is all a big part of that yeah no that's that's amazing yeah that's that's what it should, should all be about so it's it's great to hear that yeah. I mean in terms of you mentioned already obviously your classical training that is that has kind of just helped you grow a lot in in certain areas but was there any kind of other musical artists that mm-hmm. like really impacted you a lot in terms of what you what you're doing now essentially or uh, yeah yeah good question I mean I think I I love I mean I just I've always listened to like loads of different types of music and a lot of pop and stuff so I think I really admire so many amazing artists who who write their own music and um and I in the last few years I've got more into playing playing keys and using my ears and improvising and and playing like with various artists um I was just before lockdown was happening, I was playing with Ren Harview, who's she's an amazing mm. singer. And I was doing some, some filling in for, for her regular keyboard player. I was doing some gigs with her and just, I was just loving getting a bit more into, into the kind of non-classical side of performing and playing, which, it, which I love. And um, I'm in a band and there's three of us and we write all our own tunes and perform. Um, and yeah, I just, I love that so much. I think, in terms of yeah artists who've inspired me that is that is like a big so many <laughs> there's so many yeah, yeah i mean i don't know i think this is a bit this is a bit cheesy but i remember like this isn't an artist i'm definitely like sort of dodging that question i think but i but like i think i always used to music was a massive part of my like social life you know when i was much younger and we used to go out raving and dancing like all night and just being together close and sort of everyone was like worshipping the music and moving to it and you know that I guess I'm speaking with a bit of like nostalgia partly because I'm getting older but also because we're in a time where there's yeah, no yeah. clubbing but yeah, yeah. that was a big I think that was I quite enjoyed like I don't know 
when I went to music college with all the classical stuff, it was always just, it was just one strand. Like m- music for me was often about loads of other things like socializing and mm-hmm. being with friends and, 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 and sort of social scenes that, yeah, that are totally different from the sort of Western classical tradition, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess that I feel like that's important that I've always sought inspiration from lots of different places musically. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I agree, like, going to concerts as well, it's, it's, it's also a social thing, but it's kind of seeing that person live is very different than listening to someone on the radio yeah. Or, or, yeah, having that community, oh, yeah. like, have, knowing that all people in the room are there because they love this artist as well, mm-hmm. um, or they want to discover new new music as well, I mean, it's, it's quite special. Um, yes. When are we going to be at a gig again? Oh, my goodness. Yes, yeah. that sounds amazing. <laughs> my last one was Slytherkini. <laughs> In Brixton uh, Academy, yeah. Yes, with Big Joni were there, no? Yes, or, yeah, they were there. They were yeah. opening for them. Yeah, exactly. Amazing. Um, Amazing. I, I just wanted to come back because obviously I didn't mention you're also in a band and you just released your first, your album uh, just just um, in the autumn of last year, right? Yes, that's right. It was our first, it's an EP. It's called Ripple the Calm mm-hmm. and we're called Glory Box. Um, and we, yeah, there's two yeah we we are three friends and like I don't know how many years ago a few years ago we we started off actually playing like playing 90s covers Mm -hmm. I think it felt like a safe way in maybe I hadn't done that I hadn't done much I hadn't played in a band at all Kate had played in bands loads and Daisy had two um in different ways and um Kate's our drummer Daisy sing and plays synth Mm -hmm. and um and I play the keys and synth and yeah we basically just started playing and then we just got into a room and loved it and then and we realized when we did gigs that like our friends were sort of all dancing along and singing along. And we, we started, we write our original tracks now, but we try and we still want to get people dancing and, and joining in. So, um, yeah, I'd say it's like a, there's a, yeah, there's still a, there's like a feel good vibe, but mm. I think, I don't know, it's so freeing. Cause I'm not a lot of the musical spaces I'm in is I'm, I don't get to perform and just completely let loose. Cause I'm often like, want to hold the space for other people to perform as well or you know I'm maybe in a musical director role or something and and this band has definitely changed my life because I don't know we get to kind of lean on each other in this sort of triangle and and we get to like take up space on stage and be kind of loud and I love the sort of feel of the drums behind you as you play and just yeah you just feel powerful and um and to and to know that we've written our music from scratch it's Mm. like when I come to the keys I you know, there's no music and it's just all under my fingers. And I love that because I guess I, yeah, I come from a, a training where you, where you read all the notes off the page mm-hmm. first, you know? And so for me, it's been a, the biggest sort of learning of the last 10 years for me has been about coming away from that, still using that a lot, but like also finding how you, you come from the ears and the fingers out, not just from the notes on the page as well. So yeah, I You've love. You've released your inner punk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess it's very similar to what you do with Troop then as well because you also create everything from start there and kind of I guess you can kind of feel very expressive maybe more than when you're conducting some some uh some gig rather yes that is so true this is like um a really amazing therapy session (laughs) (laughs) that is that is really true I think so I think Mm -hmm. I love those spaces so much uh and and I also love conducting and, and, and sometimes, you know, you got, 
if you've got the score, you've got it written down and you've got a, a group of people and you've just got three days to do something in. Sometimes, you know, those limitations can be quite fun. But I think, yeah, having the spaces where you can find your inner punk and like know that it's come from from you and you've been there from the start, like that's an amazing feeling, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, cool. Um, I I wanted to go into a bit more what you do with Girls Rock London now. It, because obviously what you do there is you really open up the world for a lot of both girls and women and non-binary people in terms of just creating these safe spaces for them um, within within a time frame. But obviously it's a community, so it's not only that week or weekend that you're part of. Um, and I, one, I, I just wanted to hear, well, like, how do you how do you see the future for women or and, and girls and, and I guess non-binary people within music careers because obviously you're a musician you have been in the music industry for a long time in that sense or you've been kind of around that that scene mm-hmm. like do you do you think that yeah something really severe would need to happen to change kind of the the way women are being put on front line or like main stages or um, I just saw, I'm just yeah thinking of a, of a lineup, for example, that is for next year of a festival, but for the summer of next year. And there's no women on the lineup at all. It's like this massive festival and there's no women on the lineup. And, and it's, it's absolutely, uh, yeah, incredible. Mm. It's on. Yeah. Can you say which one are you being? Are it was. You being it was. Uh, yeah. No. I mean, it was the Leeds and Reading Festival. I, I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I, I think they they are consistently uh, they are consistently missing out on a lot of voices. I think. Okay. I mean. Yeah. I think you're right. I, uh, good question. I think. I think change is happening. I am excited. I'm so mm. excited for mm. the future. I think change is happening. There's there's so much good work that's being done there, and I think at GRL we have noticed a lot of support from um various aspects of of the music industry and sort of surrounding organizations and artists mm-hmm. that want to be a part of this change and and um and 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 you know be part of a music industry that really celebrates different voices rather than um seeks to perpetuate like the same voice over and over again and i think i think that um we're on we're on the road i think a lot of work still needs to be done and as you say the fact that there are still lineups that that are basically predominantly like male you know that that is yeah. mm-hmm. that is a shame because we because it's 2020 um but i think i mean what what's happening with GRL is that we we're, we're trying to really give young people kind of like the tools and also the mm-hmm. sort of confidence to 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 take up the space that they want to take up mm. musically so starting off sort of on a grassroots level with, with working intensively with you know small groups of young people at a time and then I think that that will help and I think then we also want to sort of help to to see a change in the music industry and what we're noticing is that some of the young people that are that we're, we're working with they end up m- having a boost of confidence and actually a few of them have tried out for music college mm-hmm. some of our older young people and and have said that that's a direct result of working with GRL which is amazing so we're seeing a lot of them like wanting to pursue like careers in, in the music industry and that and that's not it's not entirely what we're about we're about like 
music as a kind of tool for self-expression and self boosting your self-esteem but I think we also have a sort of other aim of of supporting young people to make to make music and hopefully get inside the industry and sort of you know keep tearing stuff up we've also I mean I would say I'm so excited because um music production as well like we've been working a lot with our amazing friends at the Omni Collective who are brilliant uh yeah and um they've been doing they've made like amazing instructional videos for us to send out this summer about you know making making tunes on your computer or your phone and how it doesn't need to be this kind of vision of like uh the stereotypical music producer usually in your head it might be a guy maybe um and sitting at a sort of big chair with loads of like buttons that you don't understand and a sort of swish posh like studio that you're never going to be allowed in and actually we can we can break that down and we want to support young women and, and, and non-binary youth and trans youth to get to get involved and sort of have a go and this summer we've had an amazing support from Ableton and Novation who have supported us with free software for, for for our young people and and loads of our young people have been having a really good time making beats and making tunes and so yeah I guess I hope we can keep keep chipping away by you know opening up the world and demystifying it so that it doesn't feel so far away this mm-hmm. music industry you know I mm-hmm. um, it's just in some ways it's bonkers because you get like the people right at the top sort of like untouchable like millionaire artists but then you you look around and there's, there's so much amazing music happening on a DIY level and you, you think about like uh, yeah artists like Big Joni who are doing so amazingly yeah, and incredible. getting the recognition that they mm-hmm. deserve and like and and rising rising up like blazing a trail and just inspiring generations to come after them and yeah so there's cool things are happening I guess is my answer yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, but it's all about representation right and and also I think the yeah. fact that you you uh, most most founders of Girls Rock London you are all professional musicians as well or have a link with music that yeah. that have worked within 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 a profession and I think that seeing that as as I guess especially as a young person um is incredibly powerful or empowering to see kind of yeah. I can actually become that potentially as well and then having that safe space to create in is is something that yeah is is so valuable so so it's it's amazing what you're doing there thank you yes I mean it's like the the community could just never ceases never fails to like amaze me it's it's grown so much bigger than than the, and than the people who originally set it up now it's got its own like energy which yeah is made up by yeah like people who've done the music camps like yourself and people who volunteer and it's like a big family you know and Mm. um and I think even if even if all it did was like I don't know sort of support support this group there are about I don't know how many like sort of 80 I don't know I'm really guessing that number someone's going to know differently to me but like let's say there's 80 volunteers or musicians who are connected with GRL who actively give their time to it Mm. and I think the community feeds them and gives them confidence to keep going about their business and maybe be in rooms where they're the only woman or the only trans person or whatever and like and then it gives them confidence to go into that space and sort of carry on like doing doing the emotional labor of like being in a minority in the music industry so it's like yeah this has got a cool force and, and and energy to it as well so yeah. it's not just about the music camps I guess it's like 
yeah, it's more, more yeah, than that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, totally. Um, I mean, I quit my job and started my own company <laughs> after going through it. Yeah. So, so that was uh, quite, it's, it was very empowering. And it was it's just, yeah, um, it's, it's great awesome. what you're doing. So I guess um, I, I just maybe, because obviously Girls Rock London exists across the world. Mm, and how yes. how does your work kind of fit in or it's kind of all the groups work independently um yeah yeah yeah, yeah it, it, it it's a whole network of of camps all across the world and it's really uh the, the the girls rock camp alliance is is the name of that network and everybody is kind of you they look out for each other there's mm. amazing um resources out there and 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 conferences and 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 meetings and ways to connect but actually it's very individually run so mm. any anybody can set up a, a girls rock camp anywhere they want and they can run it however they want and then they choose whether or not to sort of ha- how involved to be in that global membership organization but uh it certainly has it's helped us to i mean i guess yeah we we were inspired by the camps that were going on they yeah. started in portland in america in 2001 and now they're in most continents i think but yeah we we took direct inspiration from from that model but then i think it's really important that wherever you're organizing a girls rock camp you respond to your your where you are so mm-hmm. that you're really working with the people that that you you want to be working with and uh and yeah responding to the the kind of the environment that you're in mm-hmm. um but yeah the girls rock camp alliance I, I went to i went over to america like uh, two years ago to the to the annual conference and it was incredible there were there were hundreds of organizers there and um it was really interesting to to talk like with such yeah to have like-minded people there mm-hmm. all all working for the same thing and you know a lot of people doing it voluntarily or a lot of people doing it as a paid job as well which is awesome but just everyone with the same same goal yeah uh, which, yeah yeah which is yeah, empowering makes, young people i guess yeah exactly yeah empowering young people it's, it's making making a change in yeah. and hearing from being in a world where we hear from everyone's voices basically not just a few yeah, yeah. amazing um yeah, I mean it's incredible uh, just to to hear what you're doing, everything, uh, like all the work you're involved with, in as well. And I guess what are what are your kind of plans for the coming months? Uh, that things that allow are allowed now, I guess, in some way. Or what what are your plans aside from working, continuing to work on your new like storytelling um, uh, Pro, pro product project that you have with Troop is there something else yeah. that you're, you have in the works or yeah I'm I'm working with a string quartet I'm working as a kind of creative director to help them create a show for young people that's going to be happening in Berlin in November so I'm really fingers crossed here that that all goes ahead okay and they're an incredible quartet um, they play with such energy it feels like feels like there are more humans playing than there really are there's got so much energy um and I have not yet met them but we're we're working we're working on a show we'll be in a rehearsal room in a couple of weeks and then we'll go to Berlin so that I'm excited about past that I don't have much I like it's it's quite it's I would say still Mm. I'm sure you're hearing this from all your other interviews but it is still yeah scary time for musicians Mm. because uh yeah there so much has just been wiped 
you know, wiped off the slate. But it's starting to come back. So I'm I'm going to stay hopeful. But, um, yeah, so at the moment, Lips Choir, we're trying to get back in a room. Mm-hmm. Troop, we're making a show. Yeah. Girls Rock London, we are definitely, Continue. like, pumped to keep going. Yeah, so it's I'm really lucky that I actually have the kind of musical kind of career, which which is lots of different projects. You know, I'm not just... Uh, one thing and 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 sometimes that's confusing as a, mm-hmm. as an identity but right now I'm I'm really thankful for that and also just the sort of the nature of the community work that I do means that I'm so lucky to be then in these communities which have been so nourishing at this time and so supportive and inspiring for me uh so yeah I guess I'm doing a kind of it's tough but also there are loads of positives still yeah no, I mean, that sounds really great. And and the fact that you mentioned, I mean, the nourishing of the communities, I've been just following some um, like live gigs on, you know, artists that went live on Instagram with other artists actually as well. And mm. then they would be sharing their stories. And it's it's quite, I mean, yeah, it, obviously everybody's going through the same thing at the moment if you're an artist, musician, etc. So mm-hmm. uh, knowing that you're not alone, I guess it's it's very important to know yeah. that these people are there that understand what you're going through so yeah big time thank you for saying that that is true there's so much solidarity out there and also I think when we do all get back together and you know audiences performers collaborators everybody I think is going to be such a amazing feeling in mm. the room and we're not going to take it for granted ever again lots of crying <laughs> yeah initially <laughs> yeah totally 100% yeah bring uh, your tissues yeah. bring your handkerchief <laughs> um, alright this is amazing I, now I mean I think it's it's a good time to transition into the quick fire because I usually do where I, I'll just ask you some questions and then you can just uh, yeah go into a bit more detail if you want as well uh, so sure. alright an album or a song that has impacted you in some way and why Ah, ah, that's such a good question. That is such a good question. When I was when I was like, okay, so the Miseducation of Lauren Hill, mm-hmm. what an amazing album! Mm-hmm. I used to listen to that all the time on CDs in the nineties, whatever. And um, I just used to like track sixteen of that. Tell him I used to just play that so much, and I'd just be crying the whole time through it. I just I love that song, okay. and I guess that's the first thing that popped into my head. I remember I used to just sit in like sit form common room on these like gross sort of blue seats that were like had chewing gum all underneath them and stuff and I'd be drinking like a Pepsi because there was this like Pepsi can dispenser that was broken. Sorry, I'm not being quick fire. And then um I will stop after this. And so we no, all no, no, just that's great, drink... we have time, we have time. <laughs> oh great, okay. We used to just drink endless cans of Pepsi in this sick form room because the machine was broken and we knew how to get the free Pepsi out of it. So we'd all be like really high on Pepsi the whole time. And I used to just I remember like putting my headphones in and just having my eyes closed and just singing t- tell him. But obviously I have not got the lyrical genius flow that Lauren Hill has so I'd be like trying to sing along and people would just be sort of like really nice but like laughing at me outrageously anyway tell him is what I'm gonna tell go him and, um, from Lauren Hill I'll listen to it again because I, I love Lauren Hill as well but I can't remember oh, the song so I'll, I'll so... after our chat here now <laughs> that's the first thing yeah. I'm going to listen to do it do so, it do it um, yeah. all right um recommendation of work by a female musician uh, and Ooh. why her yeah yeah great Great question. I mean, oh, Solange, I'm just thinking mm-hmm. of Solange Knowles and um, like, I'm just, I've, yeah, I've been listening to like, 
yeah, losing you quite a lot because I did an arrangement of it for lips. And it's, I just, I think Solange is amazing. Mm. I really, really, really love her, um, her work. So I'm going to say Solange, yeah. but I, there are so many. Yeah, let's go with Solange. Yeah, so the big journey they they just uh, did a cover of her song. Ah, oh, right? cranes yeah. in the sky. Cranes in the sky. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Oh my um, gosh! If people are listening and they haven't heard that cover, they should hear it immediately because it is so good. They've done such an amazing take on that song. It makes yeah. like makes your hair stand on end. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I listened to a radio station which is called KXP in Seattle. Mm, and, okay. and and they've been so when it came out and I listened to it every day to the to KXP and so they played it every day since it's incredible they are completely blown away by it as well wow so, that's so um, good Abby Johnny did she was they were on uh, KXP when they were in London at some point so they, but it, it's amazing yeah but it's, it's Solange yeah she's she's incredible um great what are you currently reading something and what are you reading that's a good question I am reading um what am I reading I'm reading I haven't I have not found it easy to read in lockdown I have to say I'm not like yeah yeah. instead I've become obsessed with this like really weird and amazing computer like board game slash computer game called Agricola but again I don't know what's happened to me but no I'm reading a book that my my mum suggested I read because it's about the sort of Welsh countryside but it's like a it's a story about like this sort of farming family and I guess I'm reading it because we went on a trip like just after lockdown when you were allowed to go on a trip I went with my parents to to Wales to sort of commemorate the 50th year of my grandpa's death I never met him but it felt really amazing to be together as a family again but also to be like actively talking about you know my ancestry and our history and just like celebrating this this guy that I never met and Mm -hmm. you know was a big part of my mum's life as her father and so yeah I guess I'm getting a bit into my roots and reading about really reading about this beautiful Welsh countryside so yeah and is it a fictional book or is it non-fiction it is a fictional it's book, a fictional book yeah. I wish I could run and get it but I will lose no, no, no but that's yeah. yeah it's it's no but that's great I and mean, it's great yeah. are you from Wales or like your mother is from Wales yeah Italy, my mom, I guess yeah my mum is half Welsh and I'm a quarter yeah. Welsh but um like an early memory was like always when my mum was watching the rugby because obviously rugby is really big in Wales and she is a really big Welsh rugby fan and she, whenever she was watching the rugby I remember that was a time me and my sister both knew we couldn't couldn't disturb her because it was proper emotional she'd be like <laughs> shouting at the television and stuff so I think I guess what I'm saying is although I'm only a quarter Welsh there's like um there's a real yeah my mum connection a special yeah. place in her heart yeah, yeah so yeah. I kind of try I sort of take that on a little bit in yeah. some ways <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah all right um favorite invention and why um that's a good yeah. question. Great question. Um, favorite invention and why? Um, oh, that's too obvious to say the piano. I think I, mm. I don't know something in the kitchen. Maybe some really useful. Maybe like a kettle. I mean, oh, yeah. you could just boil the water on the stove. But I do. I'm obsessed with tea and coffee, so maybe I'm just gonna say that. Yeah, Actually, a kettle is very useful, though. <laughs> it is useful. Yeah. yeah. I know. I'm. G- yeah. Let's go with that. Otherwise, <laughs> too long. A piano was a good answer as well. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I could combine the two somehow. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um. Great. And then, aside from Girls Rock London, uh, your favorite social impact project? Oh, great question. Great, great question. I mean, mm, 
I mean, I'm thinking, I just immediately was thinking of Decolonize Fest, which is mm-hmm. like, which Estella is, is, is part of, um, Estella, who's in Big Joni, who you've also interviewed. Um, and yeah, like that's an amazing, amazing space that's happening. Um, where like, yeah, I mean, which, which is brilliant, but I, I think they've gone online this year. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, the Colonize Fest is amazing, obviously it's showcasing um, um, punk rock music or music by people of colour. So. Yeah, totally, like, amazing work, like, yeah, it's, I, I remember being in, in, in the room watching a gig and just, yeah, just, it was such an amazing energy and amazing work that's happening there, it's really important. Um, and then a, a last question that I had is a challenge for the audience. Ooh. What does that mean? Oh, it could be anything. Yeah, I mean, it could, could be very simple, or maybe like to have people think about something or try something. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. Um. A challenge for the audience. I would. I would challenge. This all sounds a bit much. I've been. I've been um, challenging myself to to work on uh, like on the inner critic because I've been yeah trying to create a lot more on my own than I would normally. Mm-hmm. So. I've been using a technique called the morning pages, which is from the artist's way where you, you, you flow right every morning for some time. And I'm not suggesting everyone like suddenly finds an extra half an hour in their morning to do that. But I guess my challenge is maybe something to do with uh, being kind to yourself and, uh, and trying to sort of, if you, if you just clock anyone out there who's trying to sort of do something new or create something new uh, in lockdown, just like, just to sort of, be kind to yourself when doing that I guess yeah uh, yeah. yeah is that does that count as an absolutely no absolutely yeah. I think that's great and and yeah the the free flow free flow writing is uh yeah. it's great I mean even for five minutes it would be a great challenge even to do but minutes. um yeah but no yeah. I think that's a great challenge to be kind to yourself as yeah well, to others that try to create something new so yeah yeah oh great, great. thank Amazing. you so much for thanks for having me it's it's so nice to talk to you as well it's really lovely yeah no absolutely thank you so much for for coming on and taking the time and i mean if 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 someone wants to get in touch or wants to know more about whether it's lips or girls like london or i mean i I guess they all have a website i can i'll add those anyways to the show notes but Mm. is there any any way people would also kind of be able to get in touch in some way or is best like social media or yes social media like do the things i i I, as in i don't even know what my handles are or something but like if you want to follow me it's fine yeah yeah Yeah. if people want to message me that is that's i would love i would love to hear hear from people um i'm i'm around if people people dm me i will be great very delighted <laughs> <laughs> no i'll make sure to add everything everything so people can find you and uh, uh if they want to learn more about what you do your band and troop and, and 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 all the other projects you're working on so i'll make sure to add um the yeah all the details to, to amazing the show so, so so they can find thank you thank you so much really this was this was so much fun um yeah. Um, yeah so I mean good luck with everything else that you're doing and um, stay well and I look Thank forward you. to hear more about the, um, the projects that you're working on so thank you Isabel so nice to talk to you you're a very amazing interviewer <laughs>
Thank, thank you so much. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Bye.